Hey guys, this week I sit down with Matt and we talk about passion, whether it's necessary in your business and what type of passion is most effective. Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Good morning, Matt. Morning, Rick. What's happening, man? Been too long. Nothing. Hey, can you quit fiddling with your shaft, please, during the podcast? Well, somebody, you let somebody else touch my shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Welcome to Monday morning, folks. Yes. Who's been fiddling with my shaft? Rick had somebody else on my, my gear. <laughs> Somebody's fondled my gear. Did you touch my drum set? Did you touch my drum set? <laughs> no. Cops you, doesn't come on until so four. Sweaty? Why are you so sweaty? <laughs> Welcome back, man. It's been a few weeks. So uh, we, uh, you know, Matt and I were out. We had the we had the crud. We finally got it. So uh, finally we, got it. Like Matt was out and then I was out and then my wife got it. So I stayed out and. You know, we're, I can. Most of us uh, on this side of the house can work from anywhere, so not a big deal. We got all work done. I think Matt did the programming for the next four years or something like that. Right? Yeah, it was actually really great. Right, <laughs> no it's one's bothering awesome. me. This is amazing, and my family can't even come in the room. I know yeah, it's great. I'm staying home for more more time. <laughs> That's right. So we did a couple of like uh, I borrowed from. I do a lot of other people's podcasts, and I borrowed a couple of those. We reran a you know one a most popular, which was like the hit one. I think was from a million years ago. And then I did one last week with Jared, but of course you weren't here, so we couldn't get the video to upload. And other people touching my gear. Exactly. Panasonic doesn't like Apple, apparently. Okay. We tried our hardest to get I'm gonna, there. I'm, gonna, I'm leaning a little bit towards user error. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think, I didn't, that wasn't a choice. It wasn't even on the table. <laughs> I'm leaning towards this. I'm like, that wasn't even an option. <laughs> Just saying. Well, anyway, uh, as begrudgingly, I'll say I'm glad that you're back, but maybe well, not. Well, thank you. It's good to yeah, be back. Sorry. Sorry about the shaft. Anyway, <laughs> um, so what we're going to talk about today, Matt, and this is a, a good topic, I think, for our type of business, passion. Yeah. I think I'll call this one passion, friend, or foe. What do you think about that? You dig it. Yeah. So you would think when you hear that word that it's a good thing. Like, what do you think if I say, Matt, do you have a passion for what you do? Just love what I do. It gets me up in the morning. It excites me. You sound sarcastic, do you? Um, I mean, well, that's because we were talked about this. But. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you, well, you all like a job? I mean, this is, we have to have a whole other. Let's go stop the podcast, Pat and Matt, and I need to have a meeting. But no, what do you think about, like, when you think about passion through the lens of business, certainly fitness business, like, what does it make you think? I love working out. I love helping people Ooh, there change you go. their lives. Yeah. Well, I think both of those things would be important. I think the second, the latter of the two things you listed would be most important. And I actually got this from you to your credit. We were talking about passion around business and we've reframed this probably five different ways because we see it so often in our industry where someone that has a passion for a mechanism or a tool mm -hmm. or a type of training right. or, you know, maybe they're, Again, a different modality of exercise, whatever that is, right? They mm -hmm. end up with a passion for something. And then that passion ends up manifesting itself in the business. And we've talked about in the past that that can be a big mistake. Mm -hmm. And so like if you have a passion for, let's just say, kettlebells, right? Then guess what? All of the customers that you work with, if you're a coach, are going to do kettlebells. It's a little bit of the, if all you have is a hammer, everyone is a nail. Right. And you see this, it might be CrossFit or Olympic lifting. It could be kettlebells. Mm -hmm. It could be yoga. It could be someone that likes spinning. It could be someone that's a Pilates zealot. It could be, you know, I mean, it, it just, you can run down all these rabbit holes. 
And as a fitness professional, if you love something so much, then your lens is, I love this thing. Let me see if I can get other people to love this thing, right? right? And every now and then, you know, you can be mildly successful with that. But as Matt just said, or Matt, as you just said, the thing that will make you most successful in our business is that your passion should be not necessarily for how you do it, but the fact that you do it, meaning you have a passion for changing lives and helping people. Right. Do you agree? Yeah, 100%. If that's your passion, then you don't necessarily tied to the way that you get there. Mm-hmm. Right. And what I mean by that is it's not ego driven by you. Like it's not important to you how you get from point A to point B. And what that will allow you to do is to drop your ego, to take a step back, to look at your business and and just, you know, again, with an unbiased opinion, mainly listening to your customers first, say, okay, this is the best machine to solve this problem. And you build it accordingly. And it might not tick all of your passion boxes. And by the way, your feelings and your emotions, which is what passion is, those come and go. Right. You know, you talk about that like um Talk about that through the lens of like a marriage. I mean, you've been married for a while. I've been married for a long time. You said you're 10th, right? Mm-hmm. Happy anniversary, by the way. Thanks. But as you know, it's it's like it's different when you're dating Mallory than it is now when you've been married for 10 years. It's a different relationship. In some ways, it's stronger. But, you know, are you completely passionate and goo-goo over each other all the time? No, you can't be. You've got kids. You've got, you know, a million things going. And that's where the strength comes in, right? So it's, it's very similar like in your business. It's like you need to do the things that make the business successful and solves a problem in your market. That's what a business is meant to do. Solves a problem in your market. It's not there for you to be able to manifest your personal, you know, likes and dislikes through. It's just not. Right. And so I think that's where the passion, if you will, becomes a bit of an issue. And, you know, honestly, you guys, this whole idea, this podcast was basically born out of, um, I'm on a business forum that a buddy of mine, Tim Lyons runs. Mm -hmm. And I was just goofing off around the, on the weekend. And I usually don't answer the, you know, cause people pose questions and stuff on there and it's a great community does a great job. Tim's a good dude, does a great job with that. And someone posed a question on there and I was just in a downtime and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to answer this. Cause I thought it was interesting because it's something that we think about a lot. And it was that there's a guy out there and I, I do know him and he's a smart guy. Right. And, um, He's got a, a gym in a small town and it does several different services. You know, it's sort of like I do these three or four things, right? Typically that combination of things doesn't work, but where he is, it works well. So much so that in his question, he frames it out by, you know, I've got this business. It does these three or four things. It's in the fitness space, by the way. I only spend, I spend very little time on the business, maybe one day a week, you know, tops. And it earns me six figure income and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, check, you know, like for most people, especially for a mom and pop, you know, right. if you can earn six figures and not be involved every day as solid. a one-off mom and pop, mm-hmm. that's a pretty healthy business, right? Because he probably does other things outside of that, does other business interests. Then comes the question, you know, I just don't have a passion for this anymore. And it wasn't necessarily like, I don't have a passion for fitness. It was more like, I don't have a passion for the way that we do it. Like, I want to work with customers that are very self-motivated already that can come in on their own and do that. I I enjoy that more. And I've kind of lost my passion for team training, which is what we call large groups. I want to move to this and I want to move to that. And, And so again, it's really hard when you're really close to something to see it. And I didn't mean this as a harsh, 
you know, piece of advice, but I was like, well, listen, as long as you're tweaking the business for the sake of the business, right? go for it. Sort to, of like, to improve it or help the customer more. Right? Right. It's kind of like what we talked about before, like you're innovating inside the box, right? Yeah. Like you're doing things that are within the construct of the business that are going to help this machine better serve this problem in the market and your customers. Right. right. But if you're saying that you've lost passion for this or passion for that, it's like, it doesn't matter. And, and this is kind of the whole, the cold, harsh tr- truth about passion is that if you're passionate about helping people, that's a good frame of mind. You won't care. But if you're passionate about how you go about it, you're going to struggle because it's what it's going to manifest itself as is you're going to constantly be spending time tweaking over tweaking mm-hmm. within the business to fit your own neurosis. And, and at times, like, I mean, passion comes and goes. It's like we talked about with marriage. Like, it's here, it's not. Oh, it's back, it's not. Yeah, we go on honeymoon. Oh, great. You know, I mean, it, it's all over the board. And the key is to keep your emotions detached from your business. Right. Look at it rationally. Measure the numbers. Is it is the machine filling the gap in the market properly? If it is, leave it the hell alone. <laughs> so the advice that this guy was like, hey, listen, as long as you're tweaking the business for the sake of the business, great. But if you're solely tweaking it for the sake of just you passion and right. you've lost passion for this and that, that's not what a business is there to do. It's not there to serve you in that right. way. It's there to serve the customer and, and solve the problem, right? So if you can honestly say that tweaking it would improve the business, great. But really stress test that because if you don't, that passion that you right. have could just be a temporary change in in your mind about what you like doing. Or maybe, you know, on this particular forum, a lot of people have moved away from team and moved into like what we do, which is small group personal training, right? Because again, with COVID or whatnot, smaller numbers, more profitable, less customers, right? That type of thing. So you, you can't say that everyone on that forum that's listening to all this isn't somewhat affected by that. Even some of the other responses is like, well, just get rid of all that and go to small group. I'm like, right. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> go back to the first couple of sentences. My business does really well. I'm in there for I'm only in there for a couple <laughs> hours a week. It right. earns me six figures in profit, right? right? And right. I've got some ad backs in the business, which are like personal expenses buried in the business. So it's probably more profitable than that. I'm like, leave it it seems like to me it's doing a right which is correct job super common in fitness i mean there's so many fads out there you know now we're doing zumba and now we're beating drums and you know i mean it right and it's hard to to you know especially if you're not in there maybe your passion is you just like new shiny things i mean i'm sure it happens all the time right yeah and that's okay like again if you're innovating in our words inside the box and those shiny drums you know, just make an appearance in your programs. Right, or completely remove something and just put this in because you think it's cool. Well, or just because you've changed your opinion on it, but the market is telling you that it still values what you're doing, and yet right. you're still willing to change it because you feel like you don't. You've lost literally in 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 the literal. You know, um, quoting this individual, I've lost my passion for blank. Right. Okay. Well, that doesn't even matter. You know, and I don't mean that to be uncaring or unfeeling, but nobody cares. Nobody cares if you have a passion for it or not. Your customers are still coming in. They still love it. And if the passion was about helping people, mm-hmm. right, it wouldn't matter like what kind of people you're helping or, you know, it was, it was all, it was all very uh, self-serving sure. and I don't think it was meant to be that way. And I'm not being critical. I think it's just one of those things where you take a step back and you're like, Oh yeah, that's all about me. That's not about my customer. And it's not about the machine that services that customer. Well, I mean, we, we built this because we knew through tons of time in the trenches, they, people like it. And it was literally the best thing for them. 
you know, that's why we did it. And that was our first, you know. Well, I remember when we were going through this, again, to your credit, we were going back and forth on what we think is better. And of course, I'm looking at it as a business structure, right? I'm like, what's more profitable, right? It's simpler, blah, blah, blah. And then there's like a pause in the conversation and you drop that bomb and you're like, well, I mean, shit, the real reason we're doing it is because it's the best thing for our customers, right? They Mm -hmm. get the best results with this and they like it the most. I'm like, yeah, what Matt said. That's why we're doing it. (laughs) Because I mean, again, it's like you got your personal biases. I think it's this way. I'm looking at like simplicity, scalability, how it's going to sell as a franchise. But at the end of the day, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, well, aren't we really doing it? Because we know from 30 years in business and 2000 clubs licensed worldwide this particular product is the best vehicle to get people the best results. I'm like, uh, yeah, what he said. Right. (laughs) So listen, when we say passion, friend or foe, I think passion is something that will get you out of bed in the morning. It'll make you work hard. You'll be able to put your head on the pillow at night, knowing that you're making, you're changing lives. That is all great. And passion will make you work through tough situations and whatnot, because it's a noble, larger cause than just yourself. Right. But it, that passion should be simply about helping people. And if you recognize that there's a vehicle out there that can provide you a tool to do that, right? right? A machine that's built to fill this gap in the market, which is what Alloy does, then your passion should just stay there about helping people. If your passion is about kettlebells and you know yoga and things like that, that's fine. But don't think that that's going to manifest itself into a business model. Yeah. It may or it may not, right? <laughs> I mean, we actually had a client in here like two weeks ago and she lives in like in the Carolinas or something and she goes to two different gyms and she, she came here for years, which, you know, seen a lot of stuff. Obviously, she's very, very well trained. And she literally goes to two different gyms and it's funny, one of the gyms is like the guy only believes in cardio, like spin, high reps, and she's like, ah, you know, it's okay. I, I just want to lift something heavy. And then she goes to another gym that's all like a kettlebell guru. <laughs> you know, yep. stuff. I was like, wow. Like literally we were just talking about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, why not just take a step back? You know, this is part of like, we'll get into, I wanted to do a podcast today on the four villains of decision making. Right. Um, and we'll get into that in the future. And, and that's a scary, it's a scary topic because we all fall susceptible to it. But one of them is called like a narrow framing, right? Mm-hmm. Where you just, you just do one thing. It's like, okay, it's this or that, right? Where it really should be like, well, give me this and that. And what I mean by that is when you're building that machine to fill that gap in the market, there can be several things going on behind that brand promise, but the ultimate goal is to, is to help people, right? Mm-hmm. And if the market's speaking back to you that it's doing that, quit over-tweaking it. We've talked about this. Don't let your personal neurosis manifest itself in your business. You know, and my ultimate advice to this guy was like, really stress test it. Like maybe you really do need some tweaks in the business model. It doesn't sound like it. And if you're truly making those tweaks because your passion for a few of the things in there isn't what it used to be, that could just be boredom. And if that's the case, really stress that. Because if it is, get a hobby, right? Take up chess or, you know, archery or something. Like, mm-hmm. do, you know, take that boredom and take it elsewhere because it, it would appear that the business is healthy and doing fine, which means the customer is speaking back to you that it is solving that problem. And you should feel good. And your passionate side about helping people should say, awesome, things are working out great. I'm a little bored with it, so I'm going to go and do this. Right? <laughs> totally different conversation. Not a good, yeah. That's the faux passion, right? <laughs> Friend, friendly passion is just for helping people. The faux is how I'm helping people. And I need it to be this way because this is what I like. This is the flavor of the month. That's a big mistake. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know we've got talked around it a little bit. But 
again, it was just the, the, the whole idea was, was spawned from this, you know, one post, but I thought, man, it's just one of those common things I see entrepreneurs do. Mm -hmm. And I've done it as well in the past. And it just takes time, maturity, and sometimes somebody just shedding light on it for you to be like, Oh yeah, you're right. You know, we should make a gym of all of slosh pipes. Right. Cause I like slosh pipes. I know. It's the first thing you showed me when I walked in the doors. Do you remember like, those check things? Check out this thing. It's like 10 feet long. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you guys that are listening that don't know, a slosh pipe is a giant, like I had a huge plumbing pipe and this thing, I got the biggest circumference one that I could, filled it halfway with water and then put caps on either end, glued them on. This is homemade from Home Depot. And I was really proud of this thing because I'm handy, but I'm not that handy, but it came out really good and it was watertight and you could try to carry this thing and it was like 10 feet long. When you think about the longer a pipe would be that has a little bit of water in it, when it sloshes to one end or the other, the more off balance that you are, right? So to just pick it up and hold it against your chest and walk across the floor was difficult, much less to like hold it overhead and do it lunge and all the crazy things we would do with it. But it was 10 feet long and it literally would clothesline everyone in the room. You had to clear <laughs> the room out to use it. And for most people, when the water sloshed to one side, they would literally take just a flyer. Yeah, they would take like three steps to the right and it drop it. It was brutal, man. Yeah, it was brutal. You you were like ahead of your uh, time. You just didn't even know. I mean, after uh, all that, all the, God, the crazy gizmos and sandbags that started you remember the out. sandbags? I mean, people, and then I remember sandbags came out because you had like the literal version one. And we're doing Josh all kinds Hinkin's of sandbag yeah, doing all the, this stuff. Well, I built my first sandbag before Josh even came out with a sandbag. God, we need, it was a duffel bag with a bunch of sand in it. And then, of course, trying to keep that from leaking was unbelievable. And I would take it home and wrap it in you know three-ply garbage bags and all these things. And then finally, somebody came out with an official sandbag. I was like, whew, nice. The furniture sliders, yeah. You did that first. Yep, I had those out. And then they became valve slides. Valve yeah, slides. Named them. But it was like basically it's a furniture slider. So it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> I know. I know. But again, it, all that though, like, so our brand promise was still personal training, mm -hmm. which meant accountability. And our goal was to not hurt people. First rule, you know, first do no harm and then just help people get in fitness. And, and it was about changing habits outside the gym and eating right. right and all that. I still would consider most of that innovating within the box. What I never said was, you know what? I'm really, I just don't have as much passion for personal training anymore. I think I want to switch to like, you know, you work out on your own and, you know, I just write the programs because I don't want to like be here well, like no, helping I mean, people you, in that way. The innovating the box was like you were like, this could be a nice piece to help, you know, enhance the experience. Right. It's just one tool. Like, it's just a tool right, in the tool belt, right? Not that all we're using now is kettlebells. Or right. All we're using now is sandbags. It's like, mm -hmm. really? <laughs> what about, uh, what would we have named as slosh pipe only, Jim? You got any ideas for that? Sloshy shaft, something like that. Sloshy shaft. <laughs> Come get your shaft. <laughs> Chef. <laughs> anyway. We talk about shafts too much today. Man. Yeah, we definitely have. That's it happens at times. But listen, I hope that helps you guys. Passion for helping people, 100%. Passion for your personal feelings about the tools in there and how you go about it, not so much. So I would, I would encourage you guys to stress test that. Listen to your customers. What's the market speaking back to you? Go with that. If you're still bored and you've been doing it for a while and you want to do something else, get a hobby. Get, <laughs> there you go. Get a get dog. Archery. Get a dog. Get a dog. Train that thing. Get, yeah. Train your damn dog, for God's <laughs> sakes. All right, Matt. All right. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at alloyfranchise.com for more information on the alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.